0: In today's episode, I discuss my forever investment. Yeah, that's right. I have a forever investment. And maybe you should too. I'll discuss why I love this investment so much, how it's helped me build my wealth over time, and why I think it should be part of your investing portfolio. Welcome to the Investor Fellow Podcast, the podcast where we talk all things money and life. I'm your host, Jorge Navarro. And just so you know, I'm not a financial advisor, nor is this financial advice. This podcast is all about information, education, and my own experiences. So here it is, right? You ready? Drum roll. It is a simple index fund. That's right. A simple index fund. You're like, wow, that was anticlimactic. But yeah, it's a simple index fund. It's not sexy. It's boring. It's consistent. You won't see it on TikTok. It's probably never gone viral. It's not on the gram. Um, It's just a simple index fund. But that's what makes it so effing amazing because everybody, they look right past it and they miss all the amazing things that this little investment does for you, which I'll go into today, so you're very welcome. So if you've considered investing in an index fund in the past, or you don't have any idea what it is, or you are already investing in one, this episode is for you because I'll talk about what it is, and for the more um, experienced investors in here, I'll probably throw in some stuff that you didn't even know. Alrighty, people. So an index fund is a portfolio or group of stocks designed to mimic the composition and performance of a financial market like the SP500. So that's the most common one, right? Everyone is trying to beat this group of stocks, this index, right? So Wall Street, all your money managers, they want to be greedy and they want to beat this index. That's their whole goal in life. They want to make this money. They want to beat the stock market. But the truth is, it's very, very difficult to beat the stock market. I have even tried this in the past. Sometimes I win, sometimes I lose. But that's the beauty of an index fund because the index funds, it says, it's basically saying, yo, I'm not gonna do any of that. I'm not trying to beat you, I'm basically trying to be you. And so that's what it does, it mimics the S&P 500. So my index fund that I own actually takes it a step further Because I own more stocks than the S&P 500. So I get all of those benefits plus additional benefits. And since we're not trying to beat Wall Street or we're not these greedy money managers, then that means we can trim all this fat, right? And all this excess fat and these excess little cogs in the machine, we cut that all out. And what that does is it creates a cheaper form of investing. It's lean, it's mean, and it makes you money. And that's why I love it so much. I want to show you kind of some some proof of it, of the concept of the index fund. Um, I'm looking at my own rate of return right here um, on my computer right now. And I actually started investing in my index fund in 2013, in this specific one. Now I own other assets and I have returns in other assets but I'm specifically looking at this index fund. Now, this index fund is uh, Vanguard. It's VTSAX, and I'll go into it later, but I just want to kind of excite you for this podcast because I know index funds can be boring, but I want to give you a real, raw description of what it can do because this is what it did for me. So I started investing with $0 in 2013, and from then to 2023, I've averaged a 16.2% rate of return. That's amazing. I for literally doing nothing. I've literally done nothing, and I've gotten sixteen point two percent rate of return. All I've done is every month I've automatically invested, and that's what I get. Now there are other things that I've done as far as investments that have made me way better returns, but the amount of work, effort, and all of that stuff is like it's off the charts compared to this, right? I've literally done nothing here, so that's the point I'm trying to make: is sixteen point two percent rate of return is is beautiful. My investment returns for the last 10 years of the money that I put in is about $65,000. So to be exact, $64,842. So those are my, my returns. That's the money that I've made off the money that I invested. Now, if you break that down, uh, if you divide that into 10 years, so basically $65,000 divided by 10 years. It comes out to basically six thousand five hundred every year. Now, every year I didn't make six thousand five hundred, but this is just to give you an easy uh, way to conceptualize like how this works. So basically, I made six thousand five hundred dollars every year for doing nothing. So I think that's pretty amazing, right? Now, also, two times in this in these last ten years, I, I think my rate of return could have also been a lot more because. Two times I withdrew money from this index fund. I know people, are, people say, don't ever uh, touch it. Let, let it compound forever. But sometimes you use that money for other assets. And that's what I did in 2016, I believe, and 2018. One time I pulled out, I withdrew uh, 30000 So that means I sold 30000 worth of my index fund. And then two years later, I uh, sold 90000 worth of my index fund. So I've sold quite a bit. I've sold over $100,000 in my index fund. So if I would have just left it, um, I'm sure my rate of returns would have been a lot higher and my investment returns would have been higher than $65,000, but that investment grew and I was able to take money from there and invest it into another asset. And then that asset blew up and grew and now that has made me even more. So this is how the wealth is created. And so I give this example because I want to uh, spark excitement in you. You know, what's not to get excited about, right? It can only help you in the future. The only way that this does not work is, and I've mentioned this before in other podcasts, and I will mention this, you know, to the day I die, is you need two things. You need patience and you need consistency. And I think we know that in all aspects of life. Without patience and consistency, nothing works, right? Right. You can't just try it for two months and all of a sudden you're a multimillionaire, right? just doesn't work that way. Just like it doesn't like work like that with health or diet, um, exercise, um, building a business. Um, nothing happens overnight like that. It takes patience and consistency. Okay, everyone, so how's everyone doing? Good, right? Yeah, now we're starting to feel what an index fund is, kind of have a general idea of it. I gave you a little snapshot of, how it's helped me, and why I invest in my index fund. Now we're going to start talking about the nuts and bolts of it. The first one is dollar cost averaging. What the heck is that? I know, right? But I'll talk about it. And the other one is expense ratio. So those are the two things that make an index fund so great. Let's talk about dollar cost averaging first. So dollar cost averaging is an investment strategy in which an individual invests a fixed amount of money at regular intervals regardless of the market conditions. This approach can help reduce the impact of market volatility and emotions on your investment decisions. Ah, that emotions part again. How everything is so connected, right? You would never think that. Uh, an episode on an index fund would blend in with emotions. But yeah, here we are. And it goes back to how everything is so tied together, right? To be a really good investor, you have to have a very good awareness of oneself, right? Mental health, all of that, its all it all comes together, right? If you're emotional and the stock market drops and then you decide, oh, I'm not going to buy any index fund ever again, then you lose dollar cost averaging, right? Now, let's say the stock market is up really, really high, and you're like, oh, I'm going to start investing in my index fund again. Well, now you're going to lose money because you missed all the buying opportunities and dollar cost averaging didn't work for you. So, emotions, man. Emotions and patience and consistency. See that trend here? So, we're going to take a fictional character. Let's call her Alice. She has some savings, and she wants to invest her money, right? She's at the point in her life now where she's like, hey, you know what? I got some extra income. Let's invest this. So she starts out with $500 every month, and she decides to invest in an index fund. Good for you, Alice. Good for you. By her just doing that, she is creating dollar cost averaging, right? That's just a fancy name of saying you're going to invest in the same thing Every month, forever, right? And so that's what she's doing. So she's gonna buy five hundred dollars every month, and she's gonna use the dollar cost averaging strategy. So that means every month she just buys five hundred dollars of her index fund. So now let's look at how the magic really happens. Let's see how Alice can grow her wealth. Well, it's not really magic; it's um, it's actually math. But I like to refer to it as magic because it feels like magic to me. So. Let's say that she invests for one year, and in that year, she buys every month, right? Obviously, the share price is gonna fluctuate depending on what's going on in the stock market, in the economy, in the world, the sentiment. You know, everything goes on fear, emotions, and numbers, and math, and fuzzy math, and there's so many things that, so many variables that make the share price go up or down. But this is kind of what it looks like a rough outline. So in January, she bought for $50 a share, February $45, March $55, April $60, and then it goes so on and so on and so on. And basically in October, it's $72 a share, November 75, and December, she's at a high of $80 per share. Now, if you take all of the share prices of every single month and you start to actually average that out, you start to realize how you can grow your wealth and make money. So let's look at Alice one more time. So we know that in a year, she has invested $6,000, right? Because $500 every month for 12 months, $6,000. And in that time, she bought at different prices, right? The shares of her index fund were at different prices, which I said earlier, like January, February, March, blah, blah, blah. At the end of the year, Alice has 112 shares. Actually, it's 112.42 shares to be exact because some uh, shares are fractional, but 112 shares. So to find out what her average cost overall for that whole year, it's pretty simple. So you take $6,000, which is the total amount invested for that year, and you divide by the shares. So she owns 112 shares of her index fund. So 112.42 to be exact. So 6,000 divided by 112.42 shares equals $53.38. So here's where the magic starts to happen. So we've concluded that her average share price for her index fund is $53. Now let's go back a little bit to what I said earlier. In December, she paid $80 per share, right? And so if this is all happening in December and the share price is $80 and Alice decides to sell a portion or All of her index fund. That means she will sell at a price of $80 per share. But what she actually paid for her index fund is only $53. So you can see here how you can start building wealth and making money. And it gets even better because if Alice decides to be more patient, right? We've talked about this earlier patience and consistency. If our dear friend Alice decides to wait a little longer, let's just say a couple more years, maybe 10 years, at that point, dollar-cost averaging works even more in her favor. Now, this is just a fake number off the top of my head, but let's say 10 years from now, the share price of her index fund is now $250. If at this point, Alice knows that her index fund share price is $250, And she knows that her dollar cost average, the overall average of what she paid for all her shares is $91. Alice knows that she's got a lot of wealth built up, right? And so this gives her so many options because one, Alice can keep continuing to do this forever, like I said, or she can take a little bit or she can take it all, right? We all have different wants and needs. There's no right or wrong here. This is why we do this because we create these options, right? Wealth creates these options for you. That's all it is. It's not about an actual number. This is the point I'm trying to get across is by doing this, you are freeing yourself from obligation of doing other things that you probably would not want to do because now you have more wealth. So Alice can do that. So she can sell at 250 and use that money any way she sees fit. And that's powerful. If When you have money and you can do that, man, that's so powerful. So she could invest in real estate. She could pay off her house. She could start a business. She could buy other stocks. She could take a vacation. She could, if she has enough, maybe she could just quit altogether and be financially independent. There are endless options there, right? And so that's what the dollar cost averaging and investing in a simple index fund can do for you. It doesn't matter if you're in the millions or in the thousands or in the tens of thousands. Every little bit helps to give you that option of flexibility. Before we dive into expense ratios, I just want to highlight how powerful and beneficial understanding this investing stuff is for you. And I'll tell you why. You see, Wall Street, actively managed funds, money managers, uh, hedge fund managers, Anyone that charges you a fee to invest with them, they primarily make their money off of the fees they charge you, not on the performance, not of the money they've made you, but of the fees. And guess what's one of those big fees? Expense ratio. That's right. The one we're going to talk about right now. So by you understanding what a good expense ratio is and a bad expense ratio You have that power, and that is powerful because it'll save you thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars, right? Depending on how much money you have invested. And you don't need to be paying these actively managed funds that much money. Honestly, you don't have to be paying them at all because you can just own a simple index fund. But just having this knowledge is so powerful. I think for so long, we have been held in the dark in the investing world. It's been a privileged circle that only a few know, and they make it so difficult, and they have all these terms, and you have to navigate, and you don't know where to start. So then, of course, you go to someone, and you pay them so they can invest for you. But guess what? They may or may not make you money. They will get their fees. They'll get paid. And that's what irks me is that they will charge you high fees for subpar performance and for so many years the average investor has been left in the dark thinking well this is this is investing this is what i signed up for i will just accept it and no i refuse to accept that and now with technology and social media and the internet and all the information that's readily available the average person can understand investing just as easily or better than a mutual fund manager, a hedge fund manager, or Wall Street. Right? We are on the same level. It's time that we take back that power. I want to see the average person build wealth. I want to see people who have previously no experience or haven't even been in that world to build wealth, because everyone has that opportunity. At least now it is through podcasts, through blogs, through books it's there. If you really want it, it's there. Alrighty, people, let's get into the actual expense ratios. So expense ratios in stock investing can have a significant impact on your investment returns over time. Now, remember, the goal as an investor is to minimize the expense ratio. We want to minimize it, not maximize it, right? That's how we build our wealth, minimize. Now, the expense ratios... They represent the annual fees and expenses associated with managing and operating a mutual fund or an actively managed fund. So these actively managed funds and mutual funds make their money from fees they charge you. First and foremost, that's how they make their money. Not off the performance, but off the fees. Ah, and all this time I was thinking that these big, giant financial institutions care about me. But as you can see here, it's all about the money, right? So if it's all about the money for them, then it's all about the money for me. If we can minimize the expense ratio, we're going to be sitting really good. And I'm going to give you an example of that just now. So let's suppose you have 10 grand, right? You have $10,000 and you're like, I know I got to invest this money. So I'm going to put it in a mutual fund. You know, you talk to a financial institution and they're like, oh, sir, ma'am, we'll take really good care of your money and we have a excellent track record and our team is working nonstop to make sure that your money is safe with us. Well, most of the stuff they say is baloney, but um, you're like, sure, I'll give it a try. And then they say, uh, so we're going to charge you 1%. That's not a lot at all. It's just one measly percent. And you're like, wow, that doesn't sound like a lot at all. 1%, yeah. 1%, oh yeah, I can do that. Well, 1% actually adds up a lot. So let's look at it. So your 10,000 in a mutual fund in year one, you're paying 1% in expense ratio, right? 1% in expenses. That's $100. Now, because it compounds, it changes, right? So in year two, that becomes $101. In year three, it becomes $102.01. In year four, it becomes $103.03. So you can see here, by year four, you've already paid over $400 in expense ratio fees. So now, let's take it to the next level. So you've been in this mutual fund for 10 years now. Guess how much you've paid this financial institution? You've paid them over $1,000 in fees that's where they get you. That's why these people have millions. That's why they're making these actually billions off of little investors like us that don't have a clue, right? But now we do. Oh, now we do because we got this podcast. We know expense ratios. We got the power now. But yeah, literally for 10 grand, and that's $10,000. Imagine if you've saved and if you've saved your whole life and you have $100,000 or $200,000 and you do the same scenario and they charge you 1%, and 1% isn't even that high. I used to see expense ratios higher than 1% back when I was a firefighter paramedic and I was invested in our retirement accounts. And I would look into other fellow firefighters' accounts because they would ask me to, and the expense ratio fees were crazy. And again, they had no idea. They thought that was just normal. It was okay. And then I would compare it to a simple index fund. I would First of all, I would compare the performance and the expense ratio. And literally, like they would get upset. They'd be like, why are we put in these funds and not given the option of being in an index fund or not even shown how this works? And again, the giant institutions don't want you to understand how it works. Because if you do then they lose out on those big, fat, juicy fees. That's how they make their money. And so that's the power that we now have is we understand how to have low expense ratios. And we know that low expense ratios build wealth. So by now, you're either super excited about index funds or you've fallen asleep. Either way, I've done my job. But now I'm going to talk about um, my index fund, Uh, and I kind of gave you a little snapshot earlier of what my index fund was, but uh, now I'm actually going to talk about it. So if you are interested in this index fund, this is what I own. Now, you don't have to own this one. There are many good ones out there, but I personally really love Vanguard. I feel like that's one of the giant institutions that's more for the people, Um, and it's where the index fund started. So it kind of has a history there. And they've never done me wrong. So uh, I, I truly enjoy Vanguard. But you don't have to go with them. There's a lot of other financial institutions. Do your homework, boys and girls. But I am invested in Vanguard Total Stock Market Index Fund, VTSAX. That's a little stock uh, a moniker, VTSAX. So what is it? It's an index fund, right? And what is the expense ratio? dun, dun, dun. We just spent like a whole 10 minutes talking about 1% expense ratios, right? This one is, drum roll, 0.04%. That's almost free. So you see the huge difference between 1% and 0.04%. That is freaking huge. So that's where you build wealth right there, right? So that's why I love this uh, index fund so much. The expense ratio is 0.04%. You do need to start out with $3,000 minimum, but once you do that, you can invest uh, however much you want monthly. So when I started, I saved up three grand, and then I opened the account with $3,000. I opened a brokerage account. The reason I opened up a brokerage account versus a retirement style account is because I like the more investing style where I can use that money anytime I want, however I want, no questions asked. And that's what I love about a brokerage account. It's basically like a checking account. If I want to sell my index fund all tomorrow, I can do it. No problem. There's no um, penalties or anything associated with that. But do your own homework on which type of account you want. But I personally love the brokerage account. It lets me invest in real estate. It lets me do whatever I want when I want. Uh, So that's why I do that. Now, this index fund was created in 1992. So that's another reason why I love this one is it's been around for a long time, so it's not like some you know young pup on the block. It, it's got a track record here. The fund was created in 1992. The Total Stock Market Index Fund is designed to provide investors with exposure to the entire U.S. equity market, including small, mid, and large cap growth and value stocks. The fund's key attributes are its low cost, broad diversification, and potential for tax efficiency. Small, mid, and large cap is kind of the mixed bag of the index fund, right? And the beauty of having small, mid, and large cap is you have some companies that are up and coming that could potentially become huge juggernauts, right? And then you have the more stable companies up top. So it all plays together to help you have a better return overall. Now, here's what I also love about this index fund is there's 3,861 stocks per in this fund. Another reason why I really love this fund is because it's so massive. How massive you ask? Well, the fund's total net assets are 1.4 trillion dollars. So it kind of tells me that this index fund isn't going away anytime soon. It's also invested in so many different sectors, which I love. It gives gives you that diversification. And so, to give you a little glimpse of it, you're invested in basic materials, consumer, uh, consumer staples, energy, financials, healthcare, industrial, real estate, technology, telecommunications, utilities. So you have all these different sectors that you're invested in, plus you're invested in 3,800 stocks, et cetera. Your biggest holdings here are Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Nivida, Tesla, Facebook, Alphabet, Berkshire Hathaway, United Healthcare Group, and the list goes on and on and on. You have a lot of good stuff wrapped up in this nice little index fund package for you. So it's something to consider. You have the low expense ratio. It's a large fund, so it's giving you security. They have over 1.4 trillion in assets. You own all these different sectors. You own over 3,800 stocks. And it's so simple and easy to invest in. So I've made my case on the index fund and hopefully I've given you some information and some insight on what it can do for you and how you can use it in your investing portfolio. I hope I also brought to light the dollar cost averaging and the expense ratio, because that knowledge just makes us more powerful as individual investors. And that's what I wanna do. I want to make you money because we deserve it. All these big institutions have been making money from us since the beginning of time, it's our time now. I really hope you enjoyed this podcast. I had a lot of fun making it. And as you can tell, I'm very passionate about this subject. I just wanna bring more awareness for the average investor and the average person to build their wealth because with wealth comes more flexibility and more options and you never know what that leads to. So thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for another great episode as always. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and please don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast because it helps me make future podcasts and put out better content. Till next time.